And now, detailing success in PNS Double Black present the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs. Hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both Detailing Success and the Detail Mafia, Rennie Doyle. This edition of our podcast is really kind of to the core of my whole entire being, is that go back, you know... um, Coming up like so many people did, not 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 an ideal um, situation, but, but it was my reality. And, uh, I just I learned. I think I learned some survival skills, especially for my grandma. She just was this this hardcore uh, person, just just really an oppressive person. She just really uh, she didn't know what lazy was. She didn't know um, she was a hard worker. Um, she taught me so so much that um, I think it carried out throughout my life, but really getting involved in search and rescue in the military. um, You know, we saw a whole different side of, of, of DNA and what, what humans are capable and really what we're programmed to do. And I want to jump into that, but if you really, if you guys really want to know about what the message is today um, is, is go up and look up this badass dude, Aaron Ralston. So, this dude was out in southern Utah. He's he's bouldering. Uh, it's a beautiful day. Runs into some people. He's having a good time. He's going through all the, the canyons there. Um, he's climbing up over something. He's bouldering, right? And all of a sudden, a, a rock comes down and pins this dude's arm uh, against the wall of the canyon. Now, this is a flood canyon, too, if you guys have been to southern Utah, if you haven't, is that any time of year, especially monsoon and winter time, is these canyons could be filled with water. And so, uh, you know, there's actually a movie about this guy called 127 Hours. But at 127 hours, uh, this this freaking amazing individual, his instinct took to- over. And he did something that most people, you know, a lot of people have a, a, a difficult time cutting their own freaking fingernails. You know, if they get it too close, they're they're whining for days. You know, if they get it too close, well, well, this Aaron dude, man, this dude, he's got some some freaking balls. He pulls out a pocket knife, and over uh, about a one day period, he he cuts his whole lower arm off so that he can get out. And you know, it's seeing exposed arms that have either been uh, removed or partially removed is that there's a couple of Hey, there's a big bone in there, right? A couple bones if you're cutting down low enough that you got to go through. But the big one, the, 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 the thing that really reading about this guy and hearing him speak was that a first one, an initial cut into his arm, knowing that, you know, what he had to do. But then getting to that nerve that goes down to that lower arm but shoots up into, the, into your freaking brain. Uh, could you imagine just the willpower – of taking and getting through that nerve and cracking those bones and then having to rip that thing off. And I'm sorry to get more, more kind of, kind of dark here, but this is what this is about is in our DNA in our, in our structure, you know, our creator created us with a built-in survival mode is that, you know, we, you go back thousands of years, man, and weaponry wasn't really well, good. We hadn't gotten to that point is, you know, we're still not, even with a good weapon, you're still, not we're not top food chain we're in the top of food chain in, in in your little comfy cities and stuff but when you get in the wilderness or you get in the ocean dude you're not you're not top of the food chain 
Well, in business, it's the same way. You're not top of the food chain. You're just not there. So, you know, people are all into building themselves up and, 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 it's, and, and, and becoming, you know, business geniuses, right? Um, it's, 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 it's just you've you got to look at this is that you've got – you can go get all these, these MBAs. You can get, you can get um, bachelor's degrees, associate's degrees, master's degrees, PhDs. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you, you can get all that stuff. And if you don't, if you don't tap into your, the, the, the survival DNA that's right in you, that's built right into you, it's right at our fingertips, is you've got it right, right there. And, 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 and our ancestors, they went from being hunters and gatherers. They're out. I mean, they'd see a rabbit, and they'd, they'd stab the, the freaking rabbit, and then they'd, they'd get some berries, and they'd survive. And then a bear would come out of somewhere and eat them. And if and the bear didn't come out and they ran and they got away from it, if their instincts get out of there, they went and slept. They repeated the next day and they went and died. I mean, that was it. It, it. That was life. It was just survival. But yet in some parts of the world, it's still like that. But but then we went on to we started cultivating things. You know, our, our maker above just gave us these these. Well, some people not such a great big brain, um, more of a little brain. And then they gave he gave these some people this, you know, just 20, 25 pound brain that's just huge that just takes and, and is able to create so much and all of a sudden we started we started to be able to cultivate and we started to take and grow things and it, it gave us a way to just not survive but to start vil- building tribes and building villages and 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 building you you go back to the romans you go back to the civilizations in mexico uh central and in south america thousands of years old and they weren't just surviving. I mean, they had really extravagant cities built with sewage systems and, and water systems delivering water. Is is we we evolved um, as a mankind, and we we were able to take and cultivate. We were as able to designate, and we're able to duplicate. and 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 that's really where I come from. Is watching people is that my upbringing, and I think so many people can. This will resonate with people is we just went out and you got the education you could get whatever you got. And, 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 and I have, I, I'm, I know people in my, in my ancestry that I actually met that were alive and now I'm that freaking old, which is really cool because I got to see shit that you youngsters just, you have no clue. Um, but they passed things down to me that some of my grandma was one of the first people that she ever, she finished it. She went to the same high school as I did. Um, she went to the same elementary school. It was called something else uh, back then, but she went to the same elementary school. <clears throat> she went to the same junior high. Um, she was the first person in her family to graduate from high school. She was the first person in her family to go on to college, but that was really unique. Now, her parents were not just hunters and gatherers. I asked her this. She lived through the Great Depression. She lived through, she was just a, she remembered the tail end of, of World War One. Um, my grandpa, her husband was drafted and, and, and sent off to war in World War Two. I mean, this woman just endured and saw things that was unreal. And I remember asking her, so the Great Depression, you know, you're, you're a teenager by then. You're, you're, a, you're a young, you're, you're not just a, a kid. You're a little kid when it starts. But by the time that this thing's coming out of it, you're, I mean, you're an adult. You're, you're 18, 19 years old. And how hard was it? And she goes, you know, we went into it very, um, 
kind of just not even working class. We were poor, but my dad saw it coming. And the one thing that kind of made us wealthy throughout the whole Great Depression, World War One uh, and World War Two, is that is they knew how to grow things. They had chickens. Uh, they had they had basically a, a, a farm. So we never went without anything. Matter of fact, my dad, this is cool because this is my great grandpa, is supplying this, the, the, the local people that were the attorneys and even the mayor and, and people that didn't know how to survive is, is my family was, was supplying them with food and with nutrition. And, and even my dad had the sense that, you know, you didn't have, there wasn't hardly a lot of cars and get this, Chris, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my grandmother saw her first automobile and her first airplane on the same day at a parade in Colton, California. She saw an automobile roll by. She was a kid, you know, so this is probably 1917, 19, you know, the, the, the teens. When I say the teens, it wasn't a few years ago. <laughs> I got to designate that. It was, it was the 1900s kids. But, and then she said a little while later, they didn't know what it was called, but it was a flyby. This plane came over and it was a, like a, a World War II biplane, she said, and she was blown away. Well, my grandpa saved up and went out, and believe it or not, he, he bought a truck uh, to work their property from Sears, from the catalog. Can you believe that? Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of people, don't, I, I talk about this often, is that if you, if you can imagine Sears, when Amazon came onto it, if Sears would have been, if I would have been the CEO of Sears, and, and, and I would have looked at Amazon, I went, went okay, these guys aren't going to do that. We are the masters over 100 years of catalogs. We're going to take ours online. We're going to beat these guys to the point. We got all these distribution centers. We got all these stores. We're going to turn them into hubs where you pick stuff up at. Sound familiar? Because that's exactly what Amazon ended up doing. But nobody paid attention to them. Sears didn't pay attention to them. Uh, nope. Woolworths didn't pay attention to anything. All these people died. You know why? Because they got fat and lazy is that they didn't take and go back in their DNA when, when, that, when, when whoever started Sears up that catalog, that person, maybe it was a family, is they had a vision, they had a dream, and they had a vision, and they worked it, and they worked it, worked it, worked it, and survived and survived and survived. But yet, then the, 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 later, the later people, the people that inherited all that greatness, they sat on their fat asses, and they just, you know, smoking their cigars in their big office in some big old building, and they didn't pay attention to what's going on, and they went the same way as the dodo bird or a dinosaur. They're extinct. They don't exist. So here's the thing is cultivate, designate, duplicate. If you want to see DNA up front and personal, I'm, I'm going to invite you to this, man. 90% of SAR teams, search and rescue teams, are volunteer teams around the world, whether it be on water, whether it be on land, whether it be in the desert. Where, whether it be Alpine, it's it's volunteer. What I've personally and professionally witnessed and learned by being exposed to this high level of danger, I mean, just unbelievable, is people people would say, you're volunteering to go do that? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Because I got a skill set a lot of people don't have. And some people come into it with no skill sets, but we'll teach them. They got to have a, a will. But what we've seen in these, in these situations of going out, putting our own asses on the line, going out and doing, I mean, the things that we've pulled off, I mean, just a couple of few years ago, there was a San Bernardino search and rescue team member killed up on Mount Baldy. 
uh, up looking for a, a missing hiker that I don't think they've ever found the, the body of the missing hiker, um, was up there, and, and this guy was in my class. He was somebody that went – I was one of the mentors, and they called the, the BSAR, Basic Search and Rescue Academy. He came through. This guy's a teacher. He's an educator. He's a professional. He's smart. He, was, he turned into a great, great engineer. I mean, he was just – he was unreal. This guy in the mountain was a rope technician. Um, he was Mountain Rescue Association certified. He had all the qualifications, and he died. He wasn't paying attention. It sounds like Sears. I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of service businesses in what's coming. It's here right now, but a lot of people are ignoring it. As things are slowing down, the newer shops are experiencing it first. But you know what? You big you, the, the big, fat, hot shots is that if you're not paying attention – some of these creative little shops, they're going to figure out a way. They're going to go back to hunting and gathering, and you're going to sit on your ass, and you're not going to go back to that because you're too fancy. And you know what? They're going to get you. They're going to get you good. And so you got to pay attention to this because a lot of people aren't, man. And it comes back down to this is key to it is controlling your own mind, your thoughts, and your emotions. So you get into these high-exposure situations where is, is it's life or death. Listen, what we do is not life or death. It's life or death of your business. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. So let me tell you this, is seeing things on the mountains, seeing things in deserts. You know, we, years ago, <coughs> we're a backup team when, when, when the Marines, right? Marines are badass. All respect, mad respect for every branch. I'm not one of those guys, you know, I'm associated with Cal Guard. Man, every branch of the military is our team and they're all badasses. They really are. They're badasses. But we're a backup team if the, if the Marine Corps um, and, and the Army, too, right here, is if they lose somebody, is we go in, and they do. It's a, it's a 29 Palms that's right here in Fort Irwin. Two of the biggest bases in, in the world are in my backyard. And so our team will go out, whether it's on ground, air, or horseback, and when they take – and I don't think they call it losing. I can't remember the word that the, uh, the Army uses now. But uh, misplaces, maybe, I'm not sure, a soldier. How do you misplace a soldier, you know? Um, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny how they cover their ass with that, though. But, you know, it's, we go out and we look for these individuals. So even badasses, this is a message to everybody. It's not a message to you know, everybody think, oh, survival, I've already survived. No, you haven't. Is that serious? Serious? Did they survive? No, they didn't. They were nope. king of the world, man. You people coming across the Oregon Trail, the Missouri Trail, coming all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast, they ordered everything out of that catalog. You could order everything from a wagon to a rifle to supplies to cooking, everything. Everything. Sound familiar? Okay. And, 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 and the founder of, of Amazon already said, Amazon will fail and be gone one of these days. Why? Because that heart of the lion, that, that person that started it, that energy, the, the, the amount of dedication, the amount of blood it took. Listen, anything I've done in search and rescue, I've been damaged. I've been hurt. I've had knee strains. I've had rocks hit me. I've watched buddies of mine uh, bounce off of trees and, and get broken ribs. Um, that was just the learning side of it. Well, doesn't that sound familiar in business? Listen, everybody thinks that, you know, I, 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 I swear to you, I just had this said to me a couple weeks ago. And they're like, you know, I mean, how does it feel? I mean, you've never, I couldn't believe when this person said this to me, is that, you know, 
is 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 when you started the businesses, there really wasn't the struggle there that there is now. And I sat there silent for a second. I see you freaking kidding me. I mean, when I started, I'm looking at a bicycle. I towed my freaking bike with a freaking wagon behind it with gear, eight miles. Most of you guys don't even like getting your fat asses in a van and driving in traffic for eight miles. I was on the, I was on a bicycle towing stuff. I mean, it, you think that it just ended up here? Is that no? It didn't. Is it took a lot of freaking blood, sweat, and tears to get where you're at? It's going to take the same for you. Your pity party. Listen, it's no easier right now to make it. There's easier steps. But every time I could come up with something that's easier, there's something that throws at it. Is there so there's so much communication now? I couldn't imagine. Well, I could. We've started a new business. We started Double Black. We're starting a new one next 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 spring. Another company. Is that I can't imagine it, and and that's what people don't realize is that when when you you go back to Aaron, when that dude cut his arm off, was he thinking about that moment? No, man. He was like, dude, I hate to lose you, but I can take and lose this part of my body right now. And I've got, I'm a young dude. I've got all these things I want to go do. So I've got to endure some pain now. Sorry, arm, but you're going to have to go away. Is that he knew that he had a life to live and he had all these wonderful things and these plans. Is he, he had taken a dream, vision, plan, and executed. He was executing his dreams right there, living in the, in, out in, the, in, in adventure. I, I, I could dig. You know, this week I'm getting ready in the next day or two is I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while because I've been co so concentrated on rip my horse and I connecting that I'm going up the mountain behind us. And it's no easy task. It's not hard. It's not freaking Mount Everest, but there are no trails. And there's something about being out there and kind of putting your, your butt on the line a little bit. And while it's, it's, a, it's, it's right there, I can see my property from the top is that if something happens, you're kind of on your own. It's going to take a little bit for anybody to get up there. And I've got all these fancy GPSs with emergency buttons and beacons and all this stuff. Um, that shit didn't exist back back in the day. When our ancestors came, there was no 911. Is that when you screwed up, you screwed up. But here's the thing, is that you, you, you've got to take and control your emotions. Learn to think, but not overthink. You need to learn to evaluate the, station, the, 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 the situation. You need to plan and move. You can't hesitate. Everybody gets paralyzed. You know, they get, it's, it's, it's totally, they just they overthink, 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 overthink. And then they're, before they know it, their dream's dead. Is that they've hesitated so long. You know, I've done that a couple of times where I had really good business ideas. And it still happens. Is I'll say, man, you know what I should do? I should do this. And I either get busy with something else or something else comes up or I don't take, I don't take, um, I don't, I don't move on it. I don't progress on it. And the next thing you know, somebody else had the same brilliant idea that was such a, a, a one-liner for me that was so special. They had the same thing. They moved on it and they're successful at it. So fear is, is fear is an amazing thing. Use it to your advantage. Most don't know how to live with fear. They hide from fear and they don't respect fear. Is that, you know, I'll never forget a year ago getting on, rip for the first time i hadn't ridden in really 30 years and all of a sudden i'm on this 1300 pound young horse he doesn't really i mean he he was basically trained kind of at the basic level i wasn't and he knew i wasn't so did i have to face fear i actually had to get off of him the, the third or fourth time because he could sense he was owning me i was his little you know what is that he knew that i was fearful and he could control that 
So here's the thing is I got off him. I center myself. I got him. He can feel a fly land on his, on his back as big as he is. He can take and recognize emotional responses in my face. He can recognize tones in my voice is, is guess what? That's life, man. Your customers can pick up, pick up the same thing. You know, it's funny. I was around somebody recently and I could tell their business is failing. Why? Because I've been in that same spot. But the difference between me and them was during the discussion, during the little chat with them, is that they're not in survival or they're not in evaluation mode. They're not evaluating the situation, planning and moving, because they've already given up. And how did I know that? I've seen that same look in the eyes of people dying on the mountain. I hate to say it. I've looked at people... And it's unreal, and I'm going to get into a story here in a second. It's unreal that you can see the survivalist and you can see the people with no hope. And the second you don't have any hope and fear overtakes, you're dead. Your business is dead. So the three basic things of life that applies directly to your business, much in the same way, is the rule of three. You've got three minutes. What's that mean? Three minutes without air. You go three minutes without air. Now, some people a little longer, some people less because they'll freak, they'll blow their air out, they suck water in, they're done. They're done. Whatever reason, maybe you're in an avalanche, same exact thing. Did you know a lot of people that we find in avalanches is they've actually suffocated because they were they opened their mouths and the snow impacted and filled up their airway that way. And so the people that close up, create a bubble around them, all these different survival instincts. Well, the, the, the first survival instinct is don't put yourself in a, in a place where there's going to be an avalanche, right? That's the first basic. That's what people don't, is that you go out there and, and, and you look at this situation. You don't put yourself in dangerous situations. It's one of the first things we're taught in, 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 in search and rescue in the military is surrounding awareness, is what's, what's, my, what, what, what's around me? What could hurt me? What am I going into? So many times I've seen people run in and their buddies are out laying out here and they're they're injured. Um, they've just gotten whatever happened to them, and their first response is to run out there and do it. And then they whatever whatever just happened to their friends is now happening to them, is because they didn't evaluate the situation. So the rules of three three minutes three minutes without air, rules of three three days three days without water, the rule of three three weeks without food can actually last longer without food if you're smart. But think about this, not just about your life, but the life of your business. So what's happening with your business? Rules of three for business. You, you control the emotions. You can control the tempo. You can control the discussions. You control the environment. You can control the, 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 the whole culture around your business. If something is wrong and you lead this organization, it's your fault. Nobody else's. You can't blame a team member unless you're directing them. You got the wrong team member? Get rid of them. You got a cancer? Get rid of them. You're slowing down? Speed it up. Change your marketing around. The next one is relationships, the rule of three. Your relationships will keep you alive. Your relationships built on trust will build a business even in downtimes. Your relationships long-term will take and make sure that you stay at the top. And then lastly, the rule of three is target marketing. Is don't try to be everything to everybody. 
Find out what you are, who you are in your market. Listen, everything's about adding on, you know, the $5,000 paint correction and coating is, is in most markets in the world globally, that is a small fraction. And if that's what you're, you're marketing, you're going to die. Because there's a lot of other things that you can do. Se seasonal coatings, winter coatings, summer coatings. Is think simplified, especially if you're new. Is that a and the first thing that other people do is target marketing, is they target to cheap people. That's the last thing that you want to do, uh, unless you're Walmart, and you're going to have 30 billion people in your store a day. But we're not that. Is that we're service businesses? I don't care what sector of this. I don't care why you're watching right now. You're not Walmart, man. You're you're not Amazon. You're you're a low numbers. You've got to take and concentrate on the people that are going to pay you for what you do. Now, our DNA naturally tells us not just to survive, but how to win. For some of us, winning is a big part of our DNA. But yet there's so many people that ignore that. We are built to lead. Yet most people misunderstand what that means. They have no idea what leadership means. In modern day talk, let's talk about a tribe, building up a tribe. People are meant to lead. They really are. Now, some don't. Some will follow. That's okay, too. But a lot of people, especially if you're going into business, there's a good chance, not 100%. A lot of people think they're natural leaders. They're not. Natural leaders, you, you can have a DNA. I think there are people out there that I've seen that have a, a, an ability to connect with people and ability to lead. Though those people are one. I don't know if they're one in a million, but it's pretty close it, that are truly there. Now there's a lot of pretenders out there. They're not there yet. They don't even know how to follow. How are you going to how are you going to lead if you don't know how to follow? <clears throat> Sounds completely nuts because if you don't know how to follow, you can't be a good leader because once you get to that leadership, you're going to be a shitty you're going to be a shitty leader because you don't you don't know how to even follow. You don't know what it means to follow. If you always want to be big chief and out front and you can't put people out push people out in front of you, guess what? There's going to be problems. There's going to be a lot of problems with that. And so is that you look at a modern day movement. And I love this as when I was building this uh, the last couple of days is look at what Elon Musk has built with Tesla. Is It's a global movement. Is this guy had a, a vision? He wasn't the originator of Tesla vehicles. He wasn't the originator of this concept. Matter of fact, you go back through history and look at other vehicles. Look at Fisker. Didn't, didn't do too good, right? It just same kind of concept, but matter of fact, I think a better looking vehicle is but what they're missing. You look at DeLorean going back, you know, in 40 years is again, is a new way of thinking, but they didn't take and get creative. They didn't get a movement. They didn't build a tribe is they didn't take and change the way an industry that's over a hundred years old was thinking Elon Musk did. He tapped into just not an opportunity. He tapped into what naturally came to him as a leader that he's learned through his life, and some of it was gifted to him. But more importantly, he tapped into society with an opportunity and a message and a movement, and he built a tribe that is global, and it's genius. He's done one of the best jobs of building a tribe. And, and you know what? You can look at you can take and look at Amazon with Amazon Prime. Prime did the same exact thing. Is I can tell you right now, there's a there's a good chance that Amazon Prime and Amazon truck is going to be at our doorstep two to three times a week. We kind of live out in the boonies, right? We're a little bit out. 
But you look at this is that you've got to take and it's in your DNA. Now, if you're not a natural born leader, hey, the first thing to do is to recognize it. If you're having staff problems, you got conflict with people constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, if you happen to push your way instead of being invited, is that that there's a problem. You got to step back. You got to learn to be. A, you can learn it. Some people can. Some people can't. You can learn it. You can get there. But if constantly you're a wedge, there's a problem. There's a problem. Is you know Elon Musk. <clears throat> He's a sledgehammer when he has to be, but so many people, so many people tell his story. It, it's amazing because I don't know if you guys have watched him in the last year, <clears throat> but he's been all over the place. Is I think Elon has done a better job of as a brand than even Tesla did. Every time for the last six twelve months, every time you 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 read something, you saw headlines on Elon. He was just getting, he was he was just getting headlines everywhere, and it was it was. It was unreal from my perspective to look at somebody that really watches this, 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 this stuff is to watch him, how much he was tapping into the media that was just building him up more and more. You can do the same on a micro level. Um, just stop doing it. You don't need to be Elon Musk. You're not him. I'm not him. Nobody's him. He's uniquely him. But stop trying to be him until you become that locally. Become that locally and then move on and get bigger and bigger regionally. So with that, as, as, as a society, is that we're, we're soft is that we we've never we, we don't know how to endure is that you know and to put this back into search and rescue when i know what I've, I've really done as much of in my life as i have within business is that you know back in the day is people get in trouble we have to go find them. now they get in trouble they watch all these adventure shows alone and bear guiles and all these different things but they have this cell phone or they have a, a beacon a personal beacon and they go out and do things they shouldn't be doing and then they expect us to they get in trouble, they're really hurting or they're really injured and they're they're gonna die or they think they're gonna die, and they think that this helicopter is gonna fly up in seconds and swoop them out of there, take them to the hospital, and put them in a special machine, rebuild their bodies, and the next day they walk out and they can do it all again. It's not the way it happens. Cell phones have really really helped us in search and rescue in a wilderness. The personal beacons have really helped us. But on the same thing, we got a lot more freaking stupid people going out and doing stupid things. And so even within my, my failures in, in wilderness survival and, and search and rescue, so many people, failure means to quit for most. They stop. They don't move forward anymore. Is it spooks them, it scares them, and that fear gets into them, and it's over. Failure also means an end. Is that, man, this business didn't work out. I'm done. I'm going to go back and enslave myself in a job. I'm not doing this again. Failure means that you are less. So many people care about what other people are thinking about them. First off, if they're talking shit, they're, they're very little people. Second off, they probably don't care. Third off, if they do care, it's for five minutes because they're going to get on Facebook and buy into some other shit almost instantly. So who cares what they think? Is that you're going to fail? Is that failure doesn't mean an end? And don't quit. The realities of failure are failures are building blocks for those with the heart of a survivor, is that your, your failures probably aren't failures. All they are is slight setbacks. Failures mean a start to wisdom, is that you start to realize failures, you're going to build wisdom. And then lastly, to fail is growth. At a maximum, it's going to be a setback. You know, you look at Michael Jordan. 
and I won't compare myself to that dude because he's just amazing. But you look at him, he got cut. He wasn't gonna, he wasn't tall enough, he wasn't fast enough. He had all these different people telling him all these different things, yet he just went out and made it happen and became one of the, the top athletes of modern time. Is 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 on a minimal uh, micro level. I had the same, man. Everybody around me, because of my upbringing and my struggles as, as a special ed student, um, dyslexic, you know, all these different things is that they wrote me off. I didn't. My grandma didn't. The people that knew my heart didn't. And you know what? I just had to keep picking myself up. And my failures became my building blocks. My failures started building wisdom. I started asking other more successful people about theirs and learn from theirs. I started paying it forward. I started teaching other people what other people were showing me, what I was putting into action and having success with. I took in, in when I hired people on, I didn't expect them to be enslaved to my business. I wanted them to give them a good opportunity. And if they so decided to move on, I wanted to give them skill sets to where they could move on. That was the way you look at it. The other thing is pain and discomfort. Most are all, they're, they're way too soft. Even the slightest discomfort sends people into panic. They just freak out. They don't want to be, they don't want to face any kind of discomfort or hardships. They'll go get a job in an instance. They get comfy with being a, with, 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 with being in the nice uh, bed and, 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 and sleeping in and staying up late. And that's not, that's not what successful people do. Now, maybe if you're a code, a code writer, you know, maybe if you're a designer, maybe those are some, some traits, but if you're a service business operator, ain't you. Um, the other thing is get really comfortable with being totally uncomfortable. Part of the reason I go do some of the, the mountaineering I do and stuff like that, and I'll go into the desert and different things is that, um, you know, it, it, it puts me in comfortable every, every morning is I in every single shower I take and Diane will confirm this because she hates when I do it is man, that last couple minutes is pure cold water. And, and, and folks, I live at almost 7,000 feet, uh, in the mountains. It's cold water year around. It's super cold by the time February comes around. doesn't bother me. It's a reminder that I can't get comfortable with, with warmth and comfy and, and having that hot water. I learned to appreciate things just like you do in business. I love my cross country hikes. Um, I like to go challenge myself. I like spooking myself a little bit. It's, it's all about that. So now let me let me tell you too. Watching the week be strong and witnessing the buffed out stud call for mommy, is we had a we had a, a, a we used to call them a victim. Now they're called subjects. Um, we had a subject that um, her family went down in an airplane wreck, and when we got to her, her husband was was in the same plane. Her son had survived, and uh, when we found her, is um, we found her because her her son had set out to go get help. Right. They'd both survived. And so when we found her, she was really busted up. I mean, we were shocked that she was still alive with the injuries she sustained. Um, and then her attitude is she was apologizing, you know, for, for being a, a nuisance. She was apologizing for being a mess. Um, we had to package her up. It took us, you know, a half a day to get her just down to where we could fly her out. Um, she was constantly, she was constantly worried about us. She was a mom, but yet she survived. Unfortunately, what she didn't know is her son was the reason we found her, but on his journey down the mountain, he had, he had, he had passed away. Um, so indirectly, 
he paid his life to save his mom's life. That was pretty cool. Now, another story we've got is that uh, far less tragic is we had an individual um, fall and he couldn't get out of the spot. And the spot was pretty tough. I mean, it wouldn't have taken, we got down there and we didn't use ropes to get down. We used ropes to get him out because he had hurt his leg. But here's the thing. This guy was young, buffed out. And the whole time, we're, I mean, yeah, his leg injury, is, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was bad. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't life-threatening compared to the mom and the plane wreck. This guy had minimal injuries. Yet the whole time we're down there, he's complaining that we're hurting him more. The whole time he was asking for a helicopter to fly him out. The whole time he's telling us he thinks he's going to die. And, and literally he had a busted leg. And it wasn't even a compound brain. It wasn't anything extra, you know, crazy. It was pretty basic injuries. But this guy was ready to – and he was actually so so – shocky so in shock that we were worried about him dying because he was freaking himself out and we couldn't we couldn't calm him down so you look at these two extremes you look at this person that had other people's best interest at heart and she had witnessed her husband he was he was dead in the same airplane she saw him right sitting right there he was next to he was next to her for hours so she could have gone into shock and died she actually made it and then we got this other young stud that had never faced. He's out there trying to be something he wasn't. He was somewhere he shouldn't be, doing things he shouldn't have done. And here he's calling out the mommy. And, and, and there's, there's the difference is right now we've got a whole generation of entrepreneurs that, I'm sorry, you haven't seen hardship in the last 10 years. We haven't had major setbacks. And I know a lot of people are in, that, that COVID hit people hard. But in reality, that wasn't a hard hit, guys. I know some of you are new, and it's not its not to put you down. I'm sure it hurt you. But if you're here, I hope it means that you survived it. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're probably even in for bigger hits that we're in the midst of, of heading to right now. And it can either hit you hard, or you can wake up right now and go back to those, those three important factors of, of you, relationships, and target marketing. That will keep you alive. Those are the things that the survivalists look at. Go back to hunting and gathering. Then going back and cultivating is what, what do you mean cultivating? How are you going to grow? You're going to grow your crop, just like our ancestors did. You're going to grow people. You're going to grow customers. You're going to grow a tribe. You're going to do all these things. So my final thoughts on this is basic survival instincts is in you. Is learn how to harvest. Learn how to do it. Learn how to control your thoughts, your emotions, your fears. Uh, adapt to failure, adapt to discomfort, and the failures are going to start to be fewer and fewer and smaller and smaller. And eventually, all your failures are is they're not failures. They're learning opportunities in directions you either decide you want to go or you don't want to go. Survival instincts doesn't simply keep you alive. It keeps you growing, and it keeps you at the top of your game, top of your career. All right, Chris. So next week we got a busy we got a busy week. You know, I I think uh, I think everybody's pretty thankful that uh, it didn't end up just being the Chris show. Uh, they seem to like this one. So good. good. Well, sorry that my internet was. Uh, I'm still not on the. You know, we've got we got a couple different networks. I'm still not on the uh, the good one. I couldn't get on the good one for some reason. So I got to go start it. Huh. Uh, oh, you know what? I bet my kids. I bet my kids unplugged that. I didn't even think of that. They're in here doing stuff last night. Um, so, you know, next week, SEMA, um, we've got – do you have my schedule in front of you by chance? 
of everywhere we're going to be. Naturally, you can find us at the, the PNS booth, PNS Double Black booth. Love to see you. Going to be well for, for people going to for people going to SEMA. You will be in the PNS booth a lot. Um, we also have uh, about three three different um, appearances in different booths uh, every day. So um, I'll be posting those up pretty soon. But you're going to be like in the flex booth for a little bit. Ragtop, Doctor Color Chip, IGL, IK Sprayers. Uh, you're able, which is sharing a booth with SB3, Buff and Shine, Grit Guard, Angel Wax, Rag Company, Lake Country, Auto Fiber. So you're going to be in all those cool places. Um, and then every day in the PNS booth, we're going to have a uh, a live podcast. And if all goes well, it'll be streamed to the internet too. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we're at the mercy of internet yeah. strength inside Man, the convention we'll center. Let's hope that goes well. Yep, but we're gonna have some 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 great guests and topics for those. Um, Tuesday night we're going to the uh, the Detailers Las Vegas kickoff party for SEMA. Uh, Wednesday night we're hosting our own party. Uh, I've got well over five hundred and fifty people registered for that party. Um, oh, as somebody man. as somebody pointed out, it's a full house. You know, full um, house. <laughs> and it's a listen. It's an international brotherhood and sisterhood is that all brands all people um i've even got some people that i don't really care for that come because they, they're great supporters of the industry and uh we might think each other are douchebags but we, we we honor each other because we support the industry right um yep and so uh, we want everybody there man is that time we're all friends we're all kumbaya um i might have a cigar or two you know or three i don't drink but that's a good cigar night I like to let loose and let my hair down. You know, and, um, you know, while I got people on here, just just kind of a shout out, because we want to give, you know, our party on Wednesday night at SEMA um, couldn't happen without some of the support of our sponsors, because, man, it's not a cheap party to put on. It's expensive. Um, so, you know, uh, PNS Double Black is our, our, our title sponsor for the event, but we have a handful of presenting sponsors, uh, the Rag Company, IGL coatings, you're able, buff and shine. Um, our uh, our silver sponsors are Dynabraid, Onyx Coatings, Detailers Roadmap, Solution Finish, Dr. Color Chip, and Road FS. And our bronze sponsors are IK Sprayers, Lake Country, and Detailers Helper. So, guys, one of the things I always like to remind people is uh, support the companies that support our industry. And these are the kind of companies that are supporting our industry, you know. You can get a Chinese knockoff of some of this stuff, you know, what, whatever it is they offer. But these people developed these products. They've developed the relationships they have with people in this industry. And honestly, they've helped develop this industry. So, um, you know, I like to see it when people support the people that support us and don't just take advantage of us and sell us stuff. Amen. Amen. I'm looking at some of the comments. Um, Mike's out of detailing. Thanks, buddy. You know, I'm glad that we can provide. This is a great opportunity. I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, uh, PNS Double Black, if it wasn't for Chris, you know, stepping up, my wife, Diane, um, my daughter, Darren, and then everybody, I mean, so many people in the industry, the people that, you know, we, we tie in a lot to the people that are sponsor, these, these, these sponsors of, that are helping us out throw the party. You got to remember, Chris already mentioned it. This thing's tens of thousands of dollars to put on. There's, you know, 600 people there. We have food. Um, we have a, an event, you know, a really nice location. 
Um, Chris has worked his, his, his butt off. Um, it's, you know, the detail mafia volunteers to help out there. There's, there's so many people that back it. And then all of you show up because you got to remember my first year, I can't remember how many, we just started it kind of as a little get together. And there's, there was, I don't know, 25, maybe 30 people. And then it grew the next year to, to like over 50. And then it grew, we had to put in another venue and a hundred. And then, you know, in 2019, the last year, you know, it was over 400 people. And this year it's going to be over 500, maybe 600. We don't know. Um, but you know, so many, so many people step up to make this happen. It's not, it's not, it's a party. We, we host it, but it's put on by the industry, especially the sponsors that we just mentioned. Well, you know, and, and whether it's, whether it's the industry, an organization with the industry, a party like this to bring the industry together, it doesn't happen without people just showing up and participating in it too. That's yeah. a major part of it. Right. Yeah, and exactly. uh, younger all. Any, Anytime that you guys step up and just participate in the things going on in this industry, you're helping to make it grow and succeed. And that's a big, important part. Yeah. It, it, so, you know, just so many, uh, thanks, Mike. Um, you know, Hans, uh, thanks, buddy. He says we can have his five bucks. You got to get over here, dude. <laughs> I saw Hans and, and hung out with him. He's a great guy. Uh, Facebook user, no name just says that we can't wait to see everybody at the party. Hans, we can't wait to get you over there too. Um, let's see here. Looking for us. Uh, sounding as great as always. Uh, Ron uh, Moyer. Thanks buddy. Um, Facebook user, another great stuff. Thanks for the, thanks for the, uh, show today. Chris Rennie, I have a safe flight. We get to drive. Yeah, we actually, gonna, actually we're, yeah, we're, we're close we're, enough. We drive to Vegas. Yeah. So it's, uh, Alex, Alex Lovato says, uh, uh, running Rennie. Yeah. That's pretty much in the show. It's more like slow, slow paced Rennie. You got to plan out all the movement because the show's, you know, pretty, pretty big. Uh, pristine, you know, says, thank you. Appreciate it, bud. Um, uh, Tom Kirby, uh, he says failure and old guys speak are hard knocks. Yep, a lot of a lot of all this uh, comes from uh, it, it's a blessing. Uh, I, I appreciate my age and and I actually uh, I uh, I embrace my age. I have no problem. I love being where I'm at. I just enjoy every chapter. Uh, Richard, uh, my buddy Richard in the UK, uh, it was great. Thank you. It was awesome. Uh, Romero uh, Torres, uh, amazing podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, and so, uh, Richard says to crystal is, uh, crystal, keep on rocking and smashing it. Hope you're doing well. Um, you know, there's so many, I mean, Rick Wally morning, uh, hope all is good. Keep on inspiring everybody. Um, killer quote, the wash buggy auto spa. Wow. Just, just great comments. I appreciate all you guys. Um, yeah, if people talk shit, <laughs> uh, Corey Taylor, if people are talking shit, ignore it, smile, and and know that your back's going to be filled with arrows. You've got a target when you're doing things right, or your dick. It's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it goes, <laughs> pretty extreme, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's you're either doing things really good or you're just a dick. Because there's somebody in the industry I won't mention. Uh, I insulted him in front of his. Uh, his fiance at the last SEMA, and he, he still still doesn't get that I actually insulted him because he's just kind of a dick. Um, but he's way hey, you can come, you know who you are, you can come to the party. I don't care. I'll insult you again. Um Phil, uh, let's see here. There's so many. Oh my god, there's just oh my god, Gordon McCall. Good morning. Gordon, what's up, man? Um, 
Terry, thanks. Uh, I love being on fire. Uh, not literally, but just, uh, you know. Uh, John Fernandez, cool, dude. Can't wait to see you. Um, wow, just so many cool people, man. Um, it's just, this is, this is, this is, I just love seeing this. Um, this is just amazing to see everybody, you know. Um, <laughs> Hans, I like the shirt. So this is my buddy. Hey, Rich. He owns the local gym. Rich, Rich is going some hardship, man. Uh, you know, people, believers, keep in your prayers. Um, he's just, he's going through some stuff right now. Nothing light threatening, just some, just, just a little bit of a, of a uh, speed bump, you know? So we got to get rich through that speed bump. Um, I don't want that morning guys. You lost your moment. Oh, I got <laughs> oh, that, that, <laughs> that was early on when, when, when oh. you weren't there at the end of the <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. We lost it. Sorry guys. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is what it is. Right. Um, yeah, he uh, Hans. He did take him, his arm by himself. He just cut that sucker off, man. It, the movie, I you know, the movie was interesting, but reading about it um, is even more interesting. Uh, oh. And most of us could not do that. I don't know if I could look at my arm and decide, okay, I'm going to cut it off. Uh, finger, yeah, you know, pretty thin. You can get through it. You know, a couple minutes later, it's over. But boy, you know, cutting your own arm off. I bet to to live, you know, until you're in that moment, you just don't know. But most people, I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of people would have just died in that canyon. You know, they would have found a, the remains or a skeleton. And we've done that. We've gone up and found um, – there's a great book if you guys are into stuff is um, Deaths in the Grand Canyon. And it talks about the various deaths and, and how people have died and how sometimes half a century later they find people that were missing, you know, and they find them in the situation. So kind of morbid, but if you're into that kind of thing. It's kind of cool. So, well, hey, man, uh, Chris is awesome. I'll talk to you a little later this morning. Uh, I'm going to go uh, get my workout done, go check on my pups, and uh, start working on the uh, shop, get it all cleaned up for our after. We got something cool happening that we'll, we'll keep under our hat until it, until it appears. But literally, we get back. Uh, we have our main event for the Mafia on Saturday up at SEMA. We get back. Our guests come in on Sunday. We have dinner on Sunday night, which – you're part of and then we go into this situation on monday and tuesday and yeah I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't told my wife yet that my she, she doesn't want to be extended she, you know you haven't taken her on vacation she doesn't want you home she's mad at you yeah everybody that comes to sema please come up and tell chris please take a vacation oh no start to start the conversation conversation with that is take a vacation. He needs a vacation. So she, she, right. she's, she's, she's been working on it. She's asked me where we should go. So we've been talking yeah. about it. Well, I'm going to text her because I got an idea. I'm going to get dates. <laughs> All right. All right guys. Hey, you guys take care, man. Have a blessed day. Thanks for, uh, thanks for attending. Thanks for the opportunity to present this to you. And, and please, if this helps, uh, email me direct, Renny at detailingsuccess.com. And I'd love to hear uh, how it impacted you. All right, guys. Take care. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle podcast brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues.